I'm going with a fairy tale, sort of the Harry Potter title structure for Nachman. Like just uh, the stories have titles, but uh, the titles for the episodes, I want to emphasize that before and above everything else. Uh, Because if you haven't heard one of these already, uh, welcome. Uh, I hope you are safely quarantined. You can find me on Twitter at time of posting and the evolving way I'm using this podcast is to elevate, um, excuse me, public domain fiction that more people should know about because I've read widely and I want to do something with this podcast that, you know, if I have this platform to do something that's more than just turning it on to hear myself talk and do something, whatever the fuck, this is something that I think is a valuable way to uh, use this platform. And one of the people I want to elevate is the rabbi and fable writer supreme rabbi nachman and this story is actually only two paragraphs i'll be linking it uh and future adam reference uh this is from sikot the two palaces so the accompanying link for uh, this podcast should go directly to there. Thank you very much. Uh, and for people who want to have something elevated uh, this way, you can find me on Twitter at time of posting, uh, and I'll be taking requests. So if anybody is interested, please feel free to DM me or, uh, you know, at me. And if it's public domain, I'll be happy to read it and link it and try to, you know, God forbid if Netflix goes down, the world will really lose it. But already it's only been a week and a half or something, and already they're not in HD anymore. Uh, <laughs> there are a bunch of serious things on the verge of breaking right now, and some of it is really people just don't know. They aren't paying attention, and uh, and that is not the subject of this at all, but it occurred to me recently in reference to, you know, the whole uh, hidden genocide of stolen children thing, uh, that the virus, this pandemic, everybody's been saying, uh, you know, like, oh, it only kills old people, the sick and the old and everything. 
firstly, there was a recorded case like a day ago of a one-year-old who tested positive and who died from it. Uh, so that is was never the right way to approach this, but that thing is not true. Uh, and also this other plague, this other hidden atrocity right now, uh, they do target children. The things we're going to see coming out not too long from now, I think within two weeks, uh, because we're already seeing Rikers Island uh, and other places, you know, uh, the known prisons and jails. Uh, but there were a number of protests going on now in the past week and coming up uh, around the concentration camps. People are doing... Uh, protests by car uh, for social distancing. Uh, and they're putting stuff on their cars uh, as they're circling the places. I haven't seen any pictures of them yet, but uh, they did this in Newark and North uh, something in Massachusetts. Uh, I think... No, I don't want to say it and say something incorrectly. I know the Tacoma facility, I think that one might be the first for people to really recognize that it's not just, you know, a vague catcher's met at the southern border, but they're really all over. And uh, there are 80 people on a hunger strike uh, at the one in Tacoma now. Um, and that's entirely not what I started this out to talk about, but it's important. And of other things I'm doing with this uh, space, I want people to know, and I have this on record as this is for so many people just they don't know or certainly don't want to know or could imagine, but we're going to see soon. But today's story, this Jewish fairy tale thing, that I started uh, this to talk about uh, takes up maybe 70% of a page, one side of a page. Uh, I mentioned before the two palaces, and I did not mention before, but uh, if you happen to be quarantined in a hotel or motel, uh, please open your bedside drawer and take out the Bible that you find in there. Uh, and if you find something else, then 
do with that as well. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the story I'm going to read, and if any of you have an interest in it, because I'm linking it, uh, you can probably just uh, have shut me up and read the thing and made your own opinion of it. But let's look at Exodus chapter 23, verse 2 specifically, is the one of a few citations uh, regarding this story and the explanation for a very short thing that has a lot of depth in it. So, chapter 23 of Exodus uh, is about uh, lawsuits, of all things, and uh, uh, to not to bear false witness, uh, really. So, um, the line that Nachman refers to in this little parable is, you shall not fall in with the many to do evil, nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit, siding with the many so as to pervert justice. And that is the wording in the Bible that I have at hand. Uh, which is the Gideon one. Uh, Although um, in this uh, tale, uh, we have, it says, Lothia Akarai Rabin Liraoth, which as usual may or may not be a correct pronunciation because I studied this independently. Uh, and saying, do not follow a multitude to do evil. So with that in mind, then, uh, here's the story. (laughs) Know that there are two kinds of palaces and the, oh, excuse me, one more (laughs) future Adam. Uh, 1045 or so in the episode uh, essay, just note that people who want to actually hear the story can skip to 11 minutes whenever it is that uh, right now. Know that there are two kinds of palaces, and the two palaces are identical. In one lives the king, and in the second lives a servant. And certainly in truth there is a vast difference between the palace of the king and the palace of the servant. But nevertheless it is possible to mistake one for the other, for there is a connection formed by many souls that bind to each other so that they become a house and palace, For one binds to another, and one to another, until they become a foundation, and then a covering, until they constitute a house and an abode. 
And this abode is an abode for truth. And when we need to request truth, we find it there at that abode. That is, amidst the connection of the souls that constitute the abode for truth. And therefore, the Torah has commanded, Akrai Rabim Lehotath, turn judgment to the majority opinion, Exodus 23.2, for since many have bound together as one, surely the truth is there as mentioned. And that I don't think, uh, if I'm reading that right, that's actually uh, not, it's saying defer to the majority. So let's keep going. I don't want to lose track of that because uh, these stories also have a personal and cultural bias that part of what I'm doing, I want to pull apart and really let people understand if all of this is uh, new to you. So, and there are two other citations we're about to get to. So, uh, this is the aspect, and this is just a new paragraph. So this is just saying this image, this thing of the two palaces with the king and a servant. Uh, this is the aspect of... Mm. Kol Hanefesh Habaa Leveath Yaakov. All the souls that come to. Yeah, no, I had that. Um, all the souls that come to, came to, became the house of Yaakov, which is Genesis 46 26 27. So let's go back there for reference and context. And 46, 26, 26, 26. We have all the persons belonging to Jacob who came into Egypt, who were his own descendants, not including Jacob's son's wives, uh, were 66 persons in all. Now, that one is of, uh, it doesn't clarify, but some of those sons might have multiple wives. And I don't think that's counting children. So, uh, this is... Uh, when when Joseph has uh, where are we Goshen? I was just gonna highlight. Yeah, there we go. Land of Goshen uh, is where the uh, what are now the Hebrews that will be enslaved in Exodus, in the next book, are settling 
in the land of Goshen in Egypt. Uh, but the line here uh, is saying, uh, then the next bit is Micah 7.20. But basically when it's talking about that, it's talking about the descendants of Jacob, Israel. The Micah ha eight eight three. If you have the same edition, uh, page eight eight. Okey doke eight eight three. Uh, chapter 7, verse 20. Then this is another, if you also had the line, the page open for the story, you can be making your own of this. But, uh, and disclaimer, uh, I haven't uh, read the book of Micah in quite a while. So... Uh, it's that thing about teaching where, you know, you're learning as you're teaching, uh, and this one is interesting because the line being cited is the final line of the book of Micah, uh, final line of the whole book, short book, only seven chapters, and if you want to dig into this. So, uh, so all the souls, house of Jacob, that is, and this is reading Nachman before reading that quote, that is, the souls are what constitute the house of Jacob, that is, an abode for truth, which is the aspect of Yaakov, as is written, Titan emeth le Yaakov, grant truth to Yaakov, Micah 7, uh, chapter 7, verse 20 is, You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. And I don't know who is being addressed as that, if that is Micah, uh, or if Micah is addressing somebody or any of the context, but it's backing up the Genesis quote of saying something about how uh, you should uh, look favorably upon the Israelites. However, be aware that diametrically opposed to this is the bond of the wicked, the many souls of the wicked bind together and become a house and abode for falsehood. And this is what the prophet warned us of. Lo thamram kesher lekol asher yomer ha'am hazeh kesher. You shall not call as a band everything that this people call a band. Isaiah 8.12. Let's go hunting for... Isaiah, table of contents, page 8, 
contents, contents, Isaiah 668. Alright, 668, and maybe a bit more because the citation is into the book. Uh, and this is right after the Song of Solomon, which is uh, quite a erotic poem in the Bible, but we have uh, Isaiah 812. 8, not chapter 12, 8, 12. Uh, oh, fun. We have conspiracies. Uh, so it says, uh, you shall not call as a band everything uh, they call a band but for people that that might seem obscure too, we can see by comparing these texts, uh, these two different texts, that band there uh, is translated in the Gideon as conspiracy. So the line here is do not call conspiracy all that this people call conspiracy. Again, uh, I can't give you that much more context, uh, but oh, people call conspiracy and do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. And uh, I'm not going to take a leap at trying to guess what Ezekiel might be saying. The chapter begins with... Uh, then the Lord said to me, take a large tablet and write on it in common characters belonging to Maher Shalal Hashbaz. Uh, something about reliable witnesses. And now we're getting to something with conspiracy. So I'm not going to try to read this on the fly, but clearly there is significant context here. And what he's talking about is in the very simple, almost fairy taleish language of, you know, once there was a king who had no children, there are two kinds of palaces with a king in one and a servant in the other. Like, what's it mean to be giving a palace to the servant? And the explanation of it is uh, really almost a psychology. Um, a spiritual kind of psychology, and I'm not quite done, uh, but a band or a conspiracy uh, for a band of the wicked or a conspiracy of the wicked is not considered. And for this, it is written, Lothia, Akrai, Rabim, Lera, Oath, do not follow a multitude to do evil, which is do not, uh, like the movie 12 Angry Men, uh, do not just give in and pervert justice because a bunch of other people are, you know, that. Then, finally, but behold, it is possible to mistake one of these abodes for the other, that is, between the one of truth and the one of falsehood, for falsehood imitates truth. For there too there is the binding of many souls 
and a man can be mistaken and not know where the truth is, nor where to draw himself to, and know that by means of the mitzvah of redeeming captives, and that's one of the 613 mitzvot, I can't quote it offhand, but that's one of the the big list of commandments, uh, pretty sure. Um, One can discern between the two houses, between truth and falsehood, between the king and the servant, for falsehood is the aspect of the servant, aspect of the cursed, as in Aurora Kenna on Evid Avadim, cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. Genesis, we're going to hop way back to chapter 9, 25, line 25. Um, I think this is just after the flood, just a bit. Ah, yeah, Uh, it starts with, and God bless Noah and his sons, and be fruitful and multiply. That's the first line of chapter nine. For anyone who wants an easy citation to be self-righteous, and, you know, you got to remember the line because it uh, uh, doesn't count as being as holy if you can't quote chapter and verse, but... Um, we're looking at 25. Uh, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, should he be to his brothers. Oh, oh, this is that. Right. Okay. This is because of the, uh, the violation of the father that is only implied here, but, um that, no, it's Ham. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside, is line 22, and there is a bunch to be made of the parallels between this and the end of Genesis chapter 19 uh, with the end of Sodom and Gomorrah and the parallels between uh, Lot's daughters and Noah's son right here being the children of the family, the only family to apparently survive a world-destroying cataclysm. And there is a, uh, a implied... With Noah, it's only implied, but I've been studying this, and it's fascinating. The person who originally conceived the story of Sodom and Gomorrah or first put it down in the format in which we know it, uh, because there may have been other versions of that same story, if you take it as a historical event or if you take it like a fairy tale as something or a fable or folk tale that there would have been multiple versions of it, but only the one comes down to us. But the person who wrote, who originally conceived the Sodom and Gomorrah story or put it in those, the way that we know it was definitely familiar with 
chapter nine as we know it of Genesis as a previously conceived story because there are a lot of parallels like this. There's the cataclysm, the one surviving family, the sexual violation of the father by uh, children, uh, which is, you know, this, the taboo of incest that pops up and is not what um, Nachman was going for, but I mentioned it in passing because there's a lot more to delve into there. Uh, And if you want to know more or are concerned or have questions or want to, you know, anything, uh, uh, you can find me sometimes on Twitter at time of posting. I hope you'll enjoy some of the other Nachman tales that I will be reading and sharing. And the thing gives me a 30 minutes max to record, and I'm at 29 and 11 seconds, so I'm going to cut it here and hope that this finds you safely quarantined and perhaps curious to follow some of the context for uh, the citations from this one. That unexpectedly turned out to be very interesting. Peace.